wanna know. I wanna know. I wanna know. What kind of pirate are you? I wanna know. I wanna know. I wanna know. Welcome into the Sports Objective, our pirate playback right here on a Sunday afternoon. Good, good afternoon, gentlemen. What's going on, Dave? Kyle from Greenwich, how are you? What's going on, Dave? Good, Bubba. How are you? I'm doing fine. Hope y'all are. And ladies and gentlemen, hey, uh, from, uh, from 1974 on until the present time, it's Terry and Terry Punk Gallagher. How are you, man? Yeah, trying to get used to the 21st century technology here. But uh, how's the uh, big question is, how's Kyle? Oh, man, still uh, still sick, dude. Still sick. I, I've mm. been running a fever almost every night. I, I think I might have to go get another. I might have to go get another COVID test because I'm, I'm having trouble believing the sign of this infection's got me this sick. Uh, wow. Well, you know, hate to hear it. Hope everything uh, gets better for you, but uh, I'm sure the win helped. Yeah, it was yeah. good to win. Uh, uh, I, uh, yeah, I told you, Terry, last yes, last Saturday or Sunday we mm-hmm. had a conversation. But I thought their quarterback situation. I didn't know it was going to end up being as bad as it was, but <laughs> I thought with Anthony Russo that we stood a really good chance to win that game. And uh, they ended up in such a situation last year. We really should have had the shutout. Unfortunately, they had a short field because of a turnover and got three points. Or we would have we'd have had our first shutout in 20 years. Oh, that's yeah. I hadn't thought about that. Yep. Yeah. Well, hey, you know, guys, uh, the you always hear that you learn more from a loss than a win. Well, I'm tired of learning. (laughs) It's It's good to win, Terry. I think we need to learn from winning. <laughs> what do you think, Bubba? Absolutely. I'm, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, you go. Go ahead. No, I, I certainly agree. Obviously, winning beats losing any time. Uh, there, there were definitely a lot of things that we need to improve on, especially on the offensive side of the ball. But um, one of my main takeaways from yesterday um, was – once again, we ran for well over 200 yards, and this is the fifth game this season that we've rushed for over 200, and the fifth time in the last six games that we've had a 100-yard rusher as Keith Mitchell had his second consecutive uh, 100-yard performance. Bob, is this surprising you um, with the way we're running the ball? How much ball struggled the last couple of weeks? I mean, I, I I know some of that's on the O-line, but there was at times, times last week or this week, where he had lots of times to pass, lots of time to pass, and just didn't get the ball off or, or didn't – I don't know. It just shocks me with the way we've been able to run the ball that our passing game uh, – you know, when, when we first established that run game, South Florida, Davey, Tulsa, you really saw Holton playing a lot more comfortable. And uh, it seems the last few weeks that uh, he's just not comfortable back there anymore. First of all, I think kudos to Coach Shank and um, just a tremendous offensive line coach, as we know, um, and and we've seen firsthand um, time after time at East Carolina, in addition to the other places he's been. Um, But I think uh, that the first thing that's surprising is how well we've been able to run the ball, and given that Fernando Fry is the only only one of our five offensive linemen 
um, or five positions, I should say, that, that has started uh, every single game this year. And the way we've had no continuity in the offensive line, but it's still managing outside of Tulane and Georgia State to run the ball so effectively, that's been impressive. Yeah. Are you- I'll tell you, uh, the thing about the run, I've always said, you know, I, I, I always would rather have the offensive line than the running backs. But let me tell you this, I also want a running back that can see the creases. And, you know, by that, I mean, I, I don't want a running back that's got uh, what he does just run up into the backs of the offensive line. Uh, I like that running back who can uh, not exactly – you're not just running in there blind. You, you're you're under control. You keep your shoulders square to the line of scrimmage. And when you see the crease, you go. You have that burst. And the big thing is if you watch our running backs now, when they make a cut, they move, they, they make that cut and they're gone. The, you know, they're not just make, you know, making two or three, trying to make, you know, two or three or four steps. It's just boom, boom, and it's and there you go. And I, I've uh, I coached a team one time in high school that we had a really good offensive line, and all we could do in the backfield was when we break into the open field, we'd gain five yards. <laughs> so, you, know, you know, in other words, we didn't have no speed. So uh, that's where that's where those guys. I've really been impressed with those running backs. Uh, you know, it's always good to find kids like that. Uh, you hate it for the older kids, but at the same time, uh, you know, uh, we got we got to uh, we got to get better. And I think you're seeing it on the offensive side with that portion of the game. Yeah, Pete Mitchell and Harris are both. Uh, Doing a hell of a job running the football. Um, I uh, one, one thing I want to know is uh, you, you saw it. You saw a really nice pass play to Harris. Uh, we had a big gain uh, yesterday. Uh, Keep missing the week before. I want to know why we're not throwing it to our running backs more. Uh, you know that's hard to you, you know it's hard to answer that unless you know a lot more about what's going on internally. Um, for one thing. When you got five receivers uh, or four receivers in a running back, there's only one football. <laughs> yeah. And, and and today in our in our game today and in society in general, um, you, you know you got to spread that. Uh, you got to you got to make sure all of them's happy because with the uh, with the situation we have now with the uh, transfer portal. And with the way they see things going, and what what kids hear away from the uh, away from the team, you know that's that's the tough part, and that's what you can't control. So to keep those guys all, but you know, I ain't saying you just personally keeping them all, you know, satisfied. But um, you got to find ways to spread the ball around, and you got to take what the defense gives you. And and again. Yeah. You know, too, we got to take what we can do. I always said John Wooden, a great basketball coach, said, uh, focus on what you can do, not what you can't do. You know, because a lot of times you spend all your time doing things you can't do. And uh, whereas you could should have gone ahead and done what you can do, and uh, and you get a better result. Yeah. But we still you know, got to quit. We can't turn the ball over. We still got to quit turning the ball over. Yeah, absolutely. But, you know, talking about what you can do, when, when you got backs – they can cut like both those guys that can make people miss. 
and, and you've seen the ability that they can catch the ball. Right. And anytime you throw it to them, they make big so Why aren't we doing it more? I just don't get that. Bubba, did well, you notice? Yeah. Did, did, did any of y'all notice how many pass yeah. attempts there were to the running back? I I, I can only think of there the was one some of the first half. Yeah, early on in the well, first half, I remember that left side that Harris ran. To, I believe it's to the left side. He called a pass and ran. Had a nice play in the first uh, first or second quarter, but I, in the first half, I don't remember in the the second half. As, if, that's the only one I really remember vividly. Yeah, so I can remember one 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 pass to Harris. Hmm. That's all I can remember. But I mean, I don't. Bubba's the stats man, not me. But that's the only one I remember. Yeah, I don't, know, I don't know how many attempts we had, but I know that Harris and Mitchell both had one reception. Okay. And, and like you said, uh, Rajay went for 12 yards. Yeah, and it, and it, and it, and it almost went for more. Right. Well, they got, we got those guys that's got home run speed. And uh, there again, yeah, I, I'd like to see them with the ball. Uh, that's just a different way to get the ball to them, but but yeah, uh, if, if it's there, let's take it. And, uh, uh, you know, I can't give you a definitive answer on that one. But uh, what, what I was interested in was the situation where we're getting ready to play the game and all of a sudden we ain't playing the game. <laughs> yeah, so, I can tell you what happened with that, um, Terry. That was uh, – a young lady called her boyfriend uh, right before kickoff, said she had tested positive for COVID. Uh, oh. he, had been, he had been tested uh, the day before, tested negative. They went and tested him again that morning. He tested positive. Um, the conference determined um, that they that, that after talking to Temple that they could isolate the players that he was uh, uh, around, contact tracing. So it was four players that got pulled right before kickoff and the conference said, go ahead and play the game. Mm. My, you know, and I've got one of my, I don't know, not directly related to the game, but with this situation and the protocols you're, you're uh, to follow according to your school, your state, your county, your city, <laughs> then uh, um, there's a, you got to have more support people now. You got to have people in the medical field. You got to have the test. You got to have the test results. Who's paying for all this? University and the conference. I think the conference is helping yeah, the, uh, a lot of it as far as the tests. Uh, but the, the university is obviously paying their support staff and medical people. Um, yesterday, uh, Mike Houston the gave the game doesn't... ball. Yesterday, Mike Houston gave the game ball to one of our team doctors. <laughs> um, he uh, and By the way, hats off. Knock on wood, because who knows what can happen. And it ain't really nobody's fault, but what a hell of a job our football team has done um, staying COVID-free. So, you know, we had some problems at the beginning. But to, to get every game in so far is uh, – the shows it shows good leadership, not only from the coaches, but at the, uh, at the player level, that there's good leadership on the team and uh, uh, they're being smart because it's, it's shocking that we've gotten through – our season with one game left, knock on wood, uh, maybe two games left. There's rumors we may play on the fifth um, and hadn't had any more COVID issues since the beginning of the year. Mm -hmm. Well, you know, uh, Coach Dow always preached, do the little things right. 
take care of the little things. If you take care of the little things, the big things will take care of themselves. And what you've seen with Coach Houston from the very beginning, when he first came here, and we had the uh, Independence Bowl uh, party, and he was able to come visit. And uh, I, I was impressed with how he is a guy that focuses on the little things. And by taking care of those things, you see what's happening. And again, leadership starts at the top. <laughs> you know, the whole no. – um, and each team – now, each team gets its own identity by the players and the coaches and all of that particular year. But uh, I think our team is really uh, – every year teams struggle with finding their identity. But uh, I think I think we're finding one, and I think it's based on winning at, at, at least expectations of it. And and the, as long as that's – as long as we keep – trust the process. <laughs> I, yeah. Then uh, yeah, we. I, I'm. I'm really. Uh, you know, it, it's exciting to see, and we're going through these hard times. But uh, I, I think uh, it's going to be worth it. Oh yeah, about it. I mean, you look. At, well, you look at it right now. I mean, you have uh, we guys. We hadn't beat them in six tries, seven tries now. Finally, I mean, the six straight tries, and then this is the seventh time in the American. And just to think they had our number, including that 2014 game uh, with a, it was a huge disaster in Philly with the Shane Card. were ranked 16th in the nation at the time. Oh. <laughs> and uh, that was rough. And uh, it's been like they've had our numbers. So that was the one we're, question we're asking, guys. Going forward, uh, what other teams do you think that will finally get the monkey off our back? Going forward, do you finally – <laughs> what what was the end of that, Dave? I'm saying going forward, what do you think about other teams that like UCF, other ones that we can get finally off our back? Well, if we can have after team out with COVID, we probably do pretty good about getting, getting, beating them. Um, but no, it was uh, you look know, no no uh, all jokes aside, it was good to go to Philadelphia and win. That that's two teams, South Florida and Temple, that's had our that's had our number. And uh, yep. we got two, two nice wins. Uh, it really should be three going back to that Tulsa game, but uh, it, it that is what it is. Um, uh, you know, SMU is another one next week. We we haven't beat SMU in a while. Uh, Twenty fifteen was the last time we beat the Ponies. So uh, we'll see what happens. They're a pretty good football team, but uh, you know, it's it's good to it's good to go to Philadelphia and win for the first time since ninety five and. Win, beat them for the first time since uh, since they've been in the league. And uh, I, I guess how we've gone this long, and I'm talking about Tyler Sneed. Uh, Tyler Sneed yesterday had a day. Uh, kickoff return for a touchdown. Does the uh, Lincoln leap into the stands after the touchdown kickoff return. Can, can we say he's uh, he's been overlooked? Yeah, uh, I'm sorry. I had to make a short joke. I'm sorry. Yeah, that's that's, that's pretty good there. And, I, I know uh, that feeling. I know that feeling. <laughs> and then um, and then the uh the the touchdown reception where he was open down the middle of the field for the big touchdown catch and uh had some other big plays in the game. Uh, great game by Tyler Sneed. And one thing I noticed after the game was that pretty much the entire damn Temple team. I don't know if you guys were watching after. 
uh, he was surrounded by Temple players patting him on the helmet and slapping him on the ass and shaking his hand. And that was a lot of respect from the Temple players to Snead after that game. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, overall yesterday, how many drop passes did we have? There was one that uh, I don't know, but there was one Josiah Hatfield guys had. I think it was the third or fourth quarter. There was like it looked like he was running before he caught the ball. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you saw that. Uh, there was an obvious catch. Uh, yeah, Hatfield had a drop. Um, I don't. I don't know overall. I uh, I can tell you that the Holt missed a couple wide open receivers a couple times. Um, uh, but right. that, one, the- that one of the second half, he had the pro guys was. Uh, he he, the pro uh, he pro would have had a touchdown if he had uh, had it on the money. Yeah, um, and it was a couple couple passes like that. Um, I, as far as drop passes, that's a good question. I don't know um, how many drop passes we had. It's uh, a good question. Yeah. it just seemed like uh, seemed like we caught the ball better, even though I don't think we threw it as much. But uh, you know, still, uh, don't do no good to throw it if you're not going to catch it. Because uh, again, there's only one football, and uh, I, you know I used to always, as a coach, emphasize that to the guys who touch the football in the game. Because I'm not sure how many people are aware, but uh, football is the only team sport where you have guys that play their whole career and never touch the ball. Yeah. So what I always try to instruct the backs and receivers, quarterbacks, is you want to play over here, you get you get to take care of something that's really special, <laughs> and that's the football. Because on each play, that ball's going to draw a lot of attention. And you have to have control of it. And if you're not going to take control of it, then we need somebody else that will. Because you only get a certain amount of plays in a game. And therefore, you need to make them all count. And um, it's real simple. You want you want to play you want to play in the backfield. Don't fumble. <laughs> yeah. uh, it looks like the, the people teach us the way the ball is gripped different now than the way we used to. Uh, they tend to have the ball higher up, and then just put their hand on top of the ball. Whereas we talk two hands over the point. Whereas your your body, you got the ball into your chest with the, each end of the ball covered, and um, I, you know, I don't know. I'm just a, I'm an old guy now, so I get to say things like this. <laughs> but uh, but anyway, uh, you know, that's something you, you got to. Um, it, it's it's um, you got to really want the ball, and uh, and sometimes I think you know. That's something – you can't be complacent with the football. That's all I'm saying, I guess. So, uh, yeah, uh, some of the other things that really stood out to me, uh, we talked about the running game. Kyle, you referenced Tyler Sneed. Um, Tyler Sneed, um, that 95-yard kickoff return came right after Temple got a field goal uh, after a turnover uh, when we threw that pick and they returned it to the red zone or right outside of the red zone. And so that was nice to see us respond so quickly and take a two-score lead. And then um, it was still 14-3 there late in the half in the final minute or just uh, outside of the final minute. Uh, I think maybe about a minute 10 left. And Temple was looking like they were going to make it a one-score game, either 14-6 or 14-10. Uh, and Sean Dorso came up with a huge pick on, on the fade route. And then, 
you know, what, 20 seconds later and two plays later, um, we had gone 80 yards and, and Holton hooked up with Tyler Sneed wide open in the middle of the field to make it 21-3. And then we came out our second possession of the second half and Holton had the big 75-yard run. And so we always talk about that that middle eight or middle 10. And we won that 14 to nothing yesterday and also took away a scoring opportunity for them. So like a 17 to 21 point swing. Yeah, that was huge. The uh, the interception and then followed by the touchdown to Sneed was uh was huge, huge sequence of events in the game because it went from feeling like uh oh, this is gonna be relatively close to halftime to you felt like it was pretty much a blowout. It was twenty one three. And uh, you know, you had missed two scoring opportunities earlier with uh a missed field goal and a blocked field goal. So um, getting that pick there and then hitting Snead over the middle and bam, instead of it being a uh, 14-6 or a 14-10 game, it's 21-3. to And you, I really felt like we didn't need to score again. Uh, I told I told Jessica that time when it was 21-3 at the half, I said we probably aren't going to mm-hmm. score again to win the game. And we scored once more, but uh, we didn't have to. Yeah. You could tell Temple was struggling offensively. And they couldn't throw the ball, so it it really did. One the big the kickoff return I thought really changed the momentum of the game, and I never really felt like we were going to lose, you know, throughout the game. It was one of those. It may be fourteen to three, but it's not feeling like it's that close because we already had had two other scoring opportunities and only got three out of it. So. Well, I, I I was worried when we had the block field goal, then the missed field goal, and then, and then I mean, yeah, driving. we did. We didn't get any points. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. and then okay. Temple was driving, and uh, mm-hmm. you know, I, I kind of felt like oh, this could be a could be a close game. You know, thankfully mm-hmm. it wasn't. Right. Yeah, thankfully. for most. And you, and you guys may I dropped out for a moment. Uh, uh, I lost the volume with you guys, um, but you may have said this if I did. If you did, I apologize. But, um, you know, y- y'all were talking about in the first part of the game. We we had excellent field position. I think maybe our first four drives were yeah. like the, the plus 40 – excuse me, not plus 40, the, the minus 40 or better. And we didn't take advantage of it like you guys were alluding to with the field goal issues. And in addition to the field goal issues, um, something that really jumped out as I was looking through the numbers is we had 16 offensive possessions yesterday. And only one of those 16 possessions was longer than two minutes and 21 seconds. So, so yeah, we were, big, about, we were hitting big plays. That talked about the the, the uh, three touchdown drives, were, which were a result of big plays. And um, all of those drives being not really drives, even like four plays or less. And then those other times, um, a lot of three, four, or five plays and punts. So we got to play much more consistently. Uh, more like we did against Tulsa if we're going to have a chance against SMU. Yeah, and there's no reason when you can run the ball like we've been able to, there's no reason we shouldn't be having consistent drives. You can run the ball like that. You should take all the pressure off the quarterback. And uh, Holton just needs to relax and, and, and go through his motions and, and, and the receivers need to get open for him. But when we're able to run the ball like we are, right. I, I just don't understand why we haven't had a better passing game, particularly this week. And in the second yeah. half, we didn't throw yeah, it a lot. It looks like he's trying to. He's trying to. It looks like guys, he's trying to do too much. But like yesterday, for example, um, I understand about the defensive and offensive lines are still very good. But um, 
we were lead, you know, we had the lead for the most part of the game and uh, halftime on, and um, he still didn't seem to be as relaxed as I thought he would be having that kind no, of No, and, and to be fair, in the second half, he wasn't given a lot of passing opportunities. We were handing it off. Once we got up 28-3, to three, it was handoff, 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 handoff. But in the first half, he just, I don't know, he hit a couple of nice passes, but he missed some things that should have been there. And um, hopefully next week against SMU, uh, we'll, we'll be able to continue to run the ball, but we'll, we'll have a better passing game and have a chance to pull off the upset. A guy that we haven't talked about much this year, and he's been pretty consistent, and that's punter John Young. I talked about um, punting a little more than we would have liked yesterday. He, he punted seven times. Um, averaged more than 42 and a half yards per attempt and had had 157 yarder, which was one of three times uh, he pinned the owls inside their 20 yard line. <laughs> yeah, we have two good punters. Uh, him and the Aussie are both uh, are both pretty good punters. So that's uh, that's one position that that we're pretty well set. Um, I, I tell you what, uh, <laughs> going back to when Logan was here in that Virginia Tech game and uh, we lost because we didn't have a punter. Uh, I, I like having two good punters. Oh, yeah. that's question. It's another example of where we're building depth. And you look at place kicking. I think uh, Bubba isn't that kid. Uh, I think he's a sophomore. Patrick Nation's pretty good. Yeah, Patrick Nation's very highly regarded. Yeah, that was one good recruit that uh, Montgomery definitely got was Patrick Nation. So, so. Yeah, I don't know what's up with all the block kicks this year. Uh, we've had quite a few block field goals this year. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I know. Early, I know. Uh, early in the year, Kyle, remember we heard about Jake Barrett battling some some type of injury. I don't know if this stems from that or or just you know inconsistent performance. Yeah, I don't know, um, but it needs to stop. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, can't stand I mean, if you miss a field goal, you miss a field goal, but repeatedly having field goals blocked just really bothers me. Well, I'm not sure. I, I, you have to look at the film better, but as far as the uh, you know the trajectory of the kick, uh, especially on a longer kick, you need to. Uh, it's not as high of a trajectory as you would as a shorter kick. But uh, I don't know. Maybe uh, I, I'd have to see the blocking too, and uh, you know, it, it's just uh, odd that all of a sudden he's having all these kicks blocked. You're right. Yeah, it is. And uh, speaking of speaking of uh, block field goals and field goals and all, not ECU, but uh, how about Liberty last night? You know they 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 had oh, the block yeah. kick. They had the block kick against Virginia Tech, which Virginia Tech ended up calling a timeout, and they got to kick it again to beat Virginia Tech. And then last night, uh, the Wolfpack beats Liberty on a block field goal. So uh, I just thought that was. Interesting, <laughs> you know? Does anybody find it ironic that uh, Hugh Freeze is the head coach at Liberty? Well, you know what? They forgive, uh, Terry. They're 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 they're, uh, they're very religious there, and so they forgive. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. I should. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'll take it. He, no, a, no, you know what? He's a hell of a football coach. <laughs> He's a great coach. coach. He's a hell of a football coach, and you know, um, that the cheating stuff, the 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 recruiting stuff, that he ended up finding out that that ended up he ended up being cleared from that. What he got fired for was was. He wasn't smart enough to use a burner phone. He was you, you calling him. <laughs> he was he's calling him. Used his uh, used his Hell yeah, phone. yeah. So um, if, yeah, I'd like to see their roster though, to see where a lot of the players came from. 
I don't know, but he, he's a heck of a football coach. I would imagine about a month from now he'll be making his home in Columbia, South Carolina. Uh-huh. Yeah. I, I, I didn't know he got fired until today. No, he actually uh, – he's not going to take that job. You, you, you're, you're, you're his agent, Dave? No, but – Is this uh, – Dave, because of what uh, Damien sort of let uh, – what, what did Damien sort of let say? <laughs> Is, is this breaking news? He was, saying that, he was saying the people that he talked to there at the program said that Hugh Freeze was not going to South Carolina. That's not the job he wanted. Okay. Well, we'll see if he wants about $5 million. <laughs> let, me ask you, let me ask you a question. Let me ask you a question. If you – and I said this on Thursday night. You're in South Carolina. They've had Steve Spurrier – They've had Lou Holtz. They've had a whole bunch of coaches. They have a whole bunch of money, and they still can't beat Georgia, Florida, Alabama, Auburn. There's a whole bunch of programs they can't beat. So why would you go to a program? He's happy. He's getting $3 million a year. So you go to $5 million where after a while, the fans turn against you, and they want you fired. You put a four-cell sign in your yard. Why would yeah. you go there? Yeah. Why would can you go there? Well, yeah. well first of all, <laughs> First of all, do you believe in yourself? Because if you believe in yourself, you don't give a damn if Steve Spurrier or Lou Holtz has been there because you think you're better than them. And uh, second, um, $5 million a year is a pretty good reason to go. Um, and uh, I don't know. Maybe you will say at Liberty. But I think to flat out say he's not going to South Carolina um, it would make you um, – uh, what was that dude that used to be on Johnny Carson that was the psychic? <laughs> Yeah, Car- yeah, Carnet, yeah, Carnet. yeah. Unless you're Carnet, yeah. Carnet, the Magnificent, I, I, I wouldn't say that. Uh, I, I wouldn't say for sure he's not going to South Carolina. Now you're uh, right. Liberty, Liberty does pay him almost three million a year um, with the latest raise, which is unbelievable. Um, but yeah. well, have you? Uh, how many of y'all have been to Columbia, South Carolina? I have, but uh, it's been a while. Let's see. Um, it's hard to recruit people to play there. <laughs> wow. You got Clemson, who's playing for a championship every year. Okay, you got Georgia, the SEC school, Florida. Um, let's see, Coastal the beaches. Carolina. Yeah, Coastal Carolina is, you know, a, a little different situation. Plus, of course, money has gotten involved. But I don't think uh, South Carolina has ever been able to to overall recruit like the rest of the uh, ACC, SEC schools in that area do. How many many conference championships have they won, guys? Well, see, that's the thing. It's hard. uh, They get some great players now. You look at through the past few years, you know, they've had some great players. But as far as putting them together as a team, I don't think you've ever seen them collectively uh, like that. Now, also, some of those coaches you mentioned, they were kind of retreads there toward the end when they coached at South Carolina. Yep. <laughs> oh, gosh. But, you know, South yeah, Carolina yeah, and East Carolina, we, we were both independent at the same time in the late 70s. And Look where they wound up. Look where we are. Yeah. It's, 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 very, very, very quickly, um, kind of going in a different direction. 
something I wanted to chime in with because the young man's name was escaping me earlier as far as the place-kicking situation behind Dick Verity. Um, in addition to Patrick Nations, I believe second on the depth chart right now is actually Owen Daffer. Uh, he is uh, a freshman out of New Hanover High School down in Wilmington. Oh, right down here where I live. <laughs> I go by that school every day. I hear he's a uh, dapper young man. <laughs> he dresses very well. Um, well, what about – And guys, um, defensively, um, which is something we really hadn't talked that much about, um, yes, <laughs> Temple's quarterback situation was what it was, and when you're predictable like they had to be yesterday – uh, due to that, um, that did make our defense's job a lot easier. But they still had to go out there and stop the run, which at times, you know, we've really struggled to do, uh, especially in, re in the recent history. So um, kudos to them for going out for what, three turnovers. That was just the second, second time this year that we have uh, won the turnover battle, and both times have been in our win. The, the, on the only time this year that we have not turned the ball over was the win over South Florida. And how about the uh, great uh, – you talked about the defensive play. I love the defense. And Bruce Bivens, uh, the linebacker, had a great game, guys. He was really awesome. And the commentators kept talking about how when he put a hit on you, that you know it, the uh, play by the uh, analyst yesterday. Yeah, Bruce Bivens yeah. played well. Uh, Chris Willis played well. Um, Xavier Smith played well. Yeah, our linebacker play has been uh... – much improved, and you know it's really sagged in recent years. But uh, our linebacker play is significantly improved, and Bruce Bivens had um, 11 tackles and a pick yesterday. And then also, you, Kyle, you mentioned Xavier Smith; had, he had nine tackles, and Jaira Wilson continues to impress. He had, he had eight. Yeah, and, and I thought Chris Willis yeah, made some good plays too early. He did. He did. If we can get some improvement, I know we have the depth down more of them. But the defensive line is where we really – if we can get that going, then we could have a really good defense. Yeah. Uh, line's young, with with the exception of Willis, the transfer from App State. Besides that, the O-line – or the D-line is really young. So, uh, hopefully this year will give them some experience and uh, continue to develop, to develop depth there. Well, too, you know, how many of the players that we have on defense – have played in the same defensive scheme or had the same coaching staff for more than a year. <laughs> We've had a lot of turnover on defense. Yeah, and, we have. Uh, yeah. Mm -hmm. So I think guys on that side of the ball. And I like I like the attitude that our defense is is showing. Uh, I, I think we have a much. We just seem to be more aggressive on defense than we had been. Hey, Terry, and, uh, down there. Down, I'm sorry, Terry. I thought you were done. Go ahead. <laughs> no. Uh, well, I was just going to say, and, uh, you know, except, uh, you know, secondary-wise, you know, we uh, look to be playing a little more over-the-top defense and not allowing just straight man-to-man -man where if you miss the tackle, he goes 80 yards. And uh, that's good to see. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh you're talking about defensively. Um, I, you do notice a little bit of a swagger, obviously. Uh, you, you know, a um, new defensive backs coach or corner cornerbacks coach because obviously Trip Weaver coaches the safeties. But um, those two guys um, really 
have the defensive backs bought into the uh, the sharp mentality. And you saw even Tyler Sneed was doing it on the offensive side of the ball. And then special teams, when he had the kickoff return, ho- holding the, the fin up to his forehead. <laughs> I don't think I would have done that. <laughs> hmm. Shark guys, pirate. what about like a, uh, like a bad movie? <laughs> guys, Short, what about Sharknado? <laughs> uh, guys, I know there was a rumor. Uh, I want to see if you guys. Uh, I know we talked about it off air, but are you guys hearing about the Hilltoppers, Western Kentucky, coming into Dowdy Pickwin? Are we going there um, for the tenth game? What are you guys hearing? I, all I've heard. Uh, I don't know if you've heard more than me. Um, all I heard was the one rumor from one person. Uh, do we have anything else confirmed? I have no idea. I just, I just heard that that's a possibility in Western Kentucky. David, you know, I, did, I, you I, hear, I, did you hear it? Go ahead. And I was going to ask Dave, did he hear it from the same place that uh, you and I heard it? Yeah, that was I was that was what I was asking about because I know. Well, that just came from one person. I wouldn't call that a, a, a hot rumor just yet. Um, we need uh, we need some better confirmation. Uh, Bubba, or did Dave, did either one of you guys find out where he heard it from? Uh, uh, unspecified source, uh, but I, I will I will say um, that I I did after hearing that check in Western Kentucky for what it's worth is open on December 5th. And, um, and I know you Kyle, and this is more along the lines of what I was thinking. I was expecting to maybe hear EKU instead of WKU, but um, WKU would be, would be great. Yeah. You know, Ryan Robinson had uh, made the statement sounding like we were definitely going to play somebody that week. And then coach Houston uh, on the coaching show, uh, basically said he didn't think we were. So, I don't know. I, I don't know. I mean, it's, you, you got two totally different statements there in a week from Ron Robinson and from uh, Coach Houston. So, um, I, I have no idea. I would, um, I, I, you know, it's, yeah, I would uh, like to play. I'd like to play a 10th game. I think that would be good, especially gives, uh, gives us another home game. I would imagine. <laughs> Is it a home game, guys? Or what do you think? I don't, I don't know. Uh, that's a good question. Um, you know, if it's Western Kentucky, um, if it's a situation where they can come here for, for, for you know, just travel costs and we can give them a return game down the road, uh, then that would probably be more advantageous than playing an FCS and paying them. Um, it, or if we're going to Kentucky, then it won't cost us anything except travel costs. Um, uh, they're five and five right now. Yeah, I, I think we can beat them. I've watched them play several times. Uh, they're five yeah. and five, but they got no offense. Got yeah. No offense at all. Yeah. Uh, according to what I see, they're it said four and six, but they have won their last two over uh, Southern Miss and FIU, both of which are struggling this year. Yeah. Uh, the BYU beat them. Uh, UAB five five beat them. Which one is it? Marshall beat them, and Liberty beat them. And Louisville beat them. So, is that six? Yeah, they're four and six. Four and six. I, look, I was a history teacher, not math. Do they have an FCS win? Oh, they, my goodness. They really, really struggled offensively. Uh, yes, they they beat, they beat, yes, they beat Chattanooga. Southern Miss. 13 to 10. Okay. So, FIU. 
They beat not FIU. That's an FCS. Um, okay, so oh, my, I'm sorry. My guess is they're trying to get to six and six, and they're going to schedule. They're looking to schedule one FCS game, and then uh, and and then, and then um. And then one more FBS game because they can only count two FCS games, so that's, that's definitely good. possible. Yeah, they play Charlotte this week. Okay, is that FCS game? <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. It's a joke. I can't keep up with some of them. <laughs> I know Kyle hey, loves Charlotte so much. I, I don't hey, want to talk at this point, some some people um would feel like we were about like an FCS team. Now, uh, wait a minute now. We're, this is family now. Come on. <laughs> I'm just I'm just kidding. You better be glad I can't grab you and throw you down on the floor. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. Yeah, that that would be well, the great thing about it is if somehow you can you can beat SMU at home and you have Western Kentucky, uh, guys that would get us at uh, four and six, you and maybe have some outside shot that we could go to a bowl. Well, I'll tell you this. Um, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't count on that Western Kentucky thing until I hear it from better sources. Not, not taking anything away from who we heard it from. I'm, I'm just saying, um, more credible. Or not, you, you guys know what I'm saying. Hopefully, he does too. Um, I, uh, I would expect we would hear that this week if we're going to play them. We, we should hear that this week. I felt that was my – you read my mind, Kyle. That was one of the questions I was going to ask you guys. You would have to think that you have to to go ahead and announce it because it's got to get here. You wouldn't do it a few days before the game. No, once you're once you're secure that you're going to play SMU um, and that game's not going to have to be made up, I would think you uh, would make that announcement. Um, so it could even be as late as Friday, but I would think we would know if we're going to play it. I think you'd do the announcement by Friday. All right, so we'll keep our eyes out on that. And uh, what about some other – do you have some more ECU stuff or do you want to talk about some other games around the nation? Um, I mean, uh, well, we talked – we touched on the Liberty game. What is he state? Uh, we'll pack with the big win last night. Um, I uh, Rutgers, unfortunately, lost to Michigan in uh, double overtime. Um, I was uh, disappointed to see that. I was hoping Rutgers could upset uh, – Wolverines. Um, and how about Indiana? Indiana almost did it yesterday. 42-35. Almost doesn't count. But, uh, that program's come a long ways. Yeah, Indiana's good. Um, almost beating uh, Ohio State. And uh, they would have made themselves a playoff contender had they done that. Um, best Indiana football team yeah. since, since I've been alive. Um, and uh, – Couple other games to note. Uh, uh, the Wisconsin got beat. Yeah, Northwestern's really what, good too. What's their record? They lost Wisconsin. Yeah, I believe that was their first. That was loss. their first loss, right? Yeah, they lost. How many wins? Oh, they haven't played that many games yet because uh, when the Big Ten started, so uh, it was something like. Are they going? Like are they, they going to rank them ahead of uh, Cincinnati? <laughs> no. No. Cincinnati. Oh, how State will be. Huh? Uh, uh, I just, I'm just, uh, uh, this year, the rankings, the way things are going and the, with the games, the way they're being played, you don't know if teams have full uh, rosters. 
53, I think, is what you have to have, right, to play? Yeah, I believe so. Uh, Mississippi State played Georgia, and I think they were under the 53-man uh, uh, – you know, they got a waiver to play with less players. So, no, you know, well, it, like, the the playoff rankings don't come out till this week. So let let's see how they vary from the AP poll yeah. and, and the coaches poll. Um, Cincinnati uh, beat UCF last night. Uh, great game. Um, so the Bearcats are still undefeated. Um, so they still have a shot. Um, and uh, uh, ah, Coastal beat App. That was another big game. Uh, Coastal right. beat App last. So. Um, I don't know. You know, when the rankings come out tomorrow, um, or is it tomorrow or Tuesday? I think it's Tuesday when the playoff rankings come out. Um, I would expect to see Cincinnati. I, I wouldn't be – they will not be in the top four. Yeah, I would no. not be surprised to see them higher than seven. I wouldn't be surprised to see them higher than seven. Well, they were sixth, right, and got backed yeah. up to seven. So, I think at some point you're going to have to look at the amount of games played and take that's that. Right. I mean, when, when you got a team playing seven or eight games and then you got a team playing 12 games, and Cincinnati, you know, if, if they play the conference championship game, that's a, it's a, they'll be either 11 and 0 or 12 and 0 if they go undefeated. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't see how I don't see how you can ignore that, but we'll see. Uh, but I bet it will be ignored. <laughs> yeah, you, you, you definitely could be right. Uh, but. Yeah, I hate that. Yeah, we had a lot of great. We know, games of course, you know, we know, of course, Dave uh, wants to see somebody else in the playoffs. Um, so Clemson uh, didn't they postpone? They did. Yeah, um, FSU. FSU kind of made that call, from what I understand. It was kind of a last-minute deal, too. Like uh, it was, and, and, yeah. So I just I think there's going to be a wrench thrown into just about every. Well, what what I'm wondering, Terry, with the with the COVID cases going up like they are nationwide, and with Thanksgiving coming, and I think after Thanksgiving, uh, the next two weeks after Thanksgiving, I think it's going to be ridiculous with the amount of COVID cases. I'm wondering if bowl season gets played. I think uh, I think they'll find a way to play the playoff games, but I'm really wondering if the full bowl season gets played as planned um, with the amount of COVID cases. So we'll see. They even have. I mean, it could be guys. It could be even with the playoff that they. Have you heard that thing about how they might not replace a team if, it, if it, we have a situation where four, yeah, the final four, and then they're going to try to put them in, but then if there's COVID cases, they could have th- only three teams? Yeah, that's interesting. I thought about that, and, and I don't know. Um, I think you either delay the playoff or you have the next team up take their place. Yeah, um, I think that's really lame. I think yeah. you definitely have to have four. Yeah. four teams. That is, that is, it is just, that's crazy. Yeah. Uh, so is it a true national champion? Right. In other words, what you need to do. Well, if you got somebody getting a bye to the championship game, then I would say no. I, mean, <laughs> you need to- I can't see how you can call even, uh, uh, 
even if things finish as they are today, I don't see how you can call anybody a true national champion this year. Because of too many barriers. Right. Too many. Well, now, and there's such a uh, discrepancy between uh, uh, protocol with the uh, virus situation. Um, it, it, you know, it's just uh, it just don't make sense. Well, you know, I heard an ESPN announcer say yesterday about Cincinnati making the playoffs. They said, well, they don't have the quality wins. I said, well, how the hell do you know? There's been no non-conference game hardly. How, how do you know? There, there's nothing to measure it against. Um, there's only been a couple of non-conference games. Minnesota played, has played one game. That's, but that's the whole point is that they've – Minnesota's played more than one game. I thought, they, I thought they said that the, – uh, there was somebody whose game yesterday was the first game. They won Minnesota. Okay. Uh, there were about week three, two or three games at least, I would think, in the uh, – oh, yeah. It sounded place. good in my head, okay? <laughs> <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> Details. Facts. Why are y'all worried about facts? Good yeah, question. I don't know, Terry. Well, you can let me say whatever you want, sir. There you go. I'm just – Oh, I sold my house. Oh, great. Congratulations. Absolutely. We went back to Georgia uh, Thursday, Friday. We sold it. Went to high school. I went, I got to see high school football Friday night. Uh, All right. Well, the good news uh, see the And game. it was live. <laughs> uh, but you, the, the high schools in Georgia, you wouldn't believe what they have to go through now to get a game played. Oh, and, no. uh, so it, it is incredible the uh, the expectations that fans have still about winning and losing. Uh, it, it just don't connect with the actual situation, and that's why I say we are we are so blessed to have the coaching staff, uh, the situation we have, and. Uh, it's a great day to be a pirate. How about that? It is, guys. I tell you what, when you look at the um, the good news is, I remember my coach used to tell us in uh, baseball, high school baseball, he said, if I can lose with seniors, I can lose with sophomores. Well, the good news for us is we have the Terry Gallagher rule, Kyle, where you get an extra year of eligibility. You can play. As you play till you just get tired of playing. <laughs> <laughs> So all these guys are still going to have an extra year of eligibility. Some of them I know will have one in particular. I can't think of his name. Is already declared for the draft. So um, for East Carolina, you wonder how many. That's one final thing. We'll wrap this thing up. How many guys do you think will will stay? And how many think? Uh, how many do you think will? Uh, it depends on the individual player. I know, but do you think guys think it's going to be a lot of guys are going to uh, leave and go into other things, or potentially the NFL or somewhere else. Well, well, we, got, we don't have a lot of seniors. Um, I uh, I don't know very many seniors we'd really want to come back. I mean, being honest, uh, Chris Willis, I, I think if we can get him for another year, that'd be good. Um, uh, I, I would say uh, for us, I don't even know how many seniors are on this team. It ain't, it ain't many. I would say the majority right. of our seniors. I would say the majority of our seniors will go ahead and graduate. Well, my, uh, my question, uh, my concern now is what what's it going to do to the total number of scholarships you have each year? Yeah, that, um, that's, that's very interesting. Because you're going to have a obviously next year, it's going to 
you're going to double a class that you previously didn't have, which is going to affect the incoming groups for the next, what, three two, years? Two? Or three two? Years. Yeah. Yeah, NCAA is going to have to make a rule um, on, on, on expanding the scholarship limit. Uh, my guess is this whole thing's going to be revisited. And, of course, uh, there's almost also going to be free agency. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, how many is going to transfer? So, my guess is this whole thing's going to be revisited, and it's going to end up only applying to seniors and freshmen. Um, that's that's just my theory. So, so one school can have ninety on scholarship, and another have eighty-five. No, they're going to have to have across the board limit. And then it's just right. going to be up to the school, you know, whether it's 90 or 95, they're just going to have to increase the limit. And then it's going to be up to the school if they want to pay for those extra scholarships. And then that's where money comes in because exactly. more scholarships, more money and uh, oh, more, just just more and more stuff. <laughs> uh, absolutely. Oh, Lord. Um, if we can't find a reason to have a chip on our shoulder, then I don't know what else to do. <laughs> there's there's plenty of reasons uh, to do it, no doubt about it. And I'm just happy that a guy like if you look at um, you look at a guy like uh, Tyler Sneed, he's going to be a Terry Gallagher his size. And also, uh, I think he's going to end up with about, what, six years. You had the trend. You had the not transfer. You had the. Uh, the redshirt freshman rule, um, <coughs> only four games you have. The, so he he played four games, and but he didn't have to count that year. And, and <laughs> now he he's going be a six-year player, yeah. I think he's a six-year yeah. player. Oh, uh, He'll be a six-year Yeah. Well, again, 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 rules can be revised, guys. Just, just keep in mind. But, but you sometimes you have to grandfather in what you already did. Sure. I mean, and, he also, and also he could also his stock value in the next couple of years could go up where he says, I'm not going to, you know, I'm not going to, I'm going to, what would technically be his senior year with this. Plan, <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't think, I don't, I don't like Dave, Dave I don't think Snead's got a future in the NFL. I could be wrong, but uh, I, I, I doubt that. Never say never. Yeah. I don't never say never. Speed, I don't know. Well, look at Danny Whitehead. He'll get a he'll I think he'll get a I think he'll get a shot. I'm not I'm not saying he's a Hall of Famer or many years, but I do really believe he has a shot at it. I really do. But I, I mean, think the size is gonna make it very difficult. Well Wes, Wes Welker, I mean he played I mean for the Patriots and the I look I hope to God he does get in the NFL. Uh, he's yeah. a hell of a college football player. Well well Tyler's he's he's pretty tall for his height. <laughs> um, but maybe they could. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. But he he's definitely lightning fast. And you look at special teams; he can play there. Maybe practice squad. There's all kind of places yeah. they could go. And, all, and and Terry, he could go north of the border of the CFL. There you go. Who knows? Yeah. So, but again, there's a lot of football for for him mm -hmm. before that we get to that point where we're evaluating that. But we'll see and. I think it would be best for, and it's not my decision, but I think Holton, uh, it'd be good to have him an extra year for his personal sake, but also for the team's sake. But we'll see um, how that plays out. And then it's good that if you have a kid like Garcia, he gets an extra year. 
Yeah. So as far as the quarterback position, you're not like making the kid wait an extra year when he gets an extra year too. So, um, but it'll be interesting to see and uh, to play out. And um, guys, what are your early thoughts on before we go? One more uh, shot. We have SMU this Saturday, by the way, high noon on ESPN plus Dowdy Ficklin. I'm sure the fans are going to be down to still 7%. I didn't get invited in. So, um, I won't be there, but I know that there'll be fans rocking and rolling, and uh, they're still loud. Pirate fans are loud, but what are your early thoughts on the game? I'll let, send it to both of you, and then we'll get out of here. Assume he's a good football team, got a good passing game. Uh, we're going to have to play really well. Great quarterback. We're going to have to get pressure on him, but we're not going to stop him. They're going to score. If you can just minimize it, uh, you can hold them to 40, and then we can have our best offensive day of the year. Their defense isn't great. Um, I think we can beat them. But uh, we're going to have to play our best game. But I do think we can beat them. Well, they're coming off the uh, what was it Tulane uh, game? Uh, did their quarterback get? Uh, did didn't he get shaken up or hit pretty uh, good or something? Well, they were out. They were off this week. They were supposed to play Houston, but because of COVID, the game didn't get played. Well, and uh, so I, you know. I think we'll play well. I, I really believe that uh, I think the guys will be happy to be home. And uh, I think you'll see uh, – I think we'll I think we'll do well. I'm, op- I'm optimistic. <laughs> Yo, what's going on, y'all? This is Udon Cheek, assistant track and field coach at East Carolina University. You are plugged into the Sports Objective Podcast. If you are a fan, you are plugged into the right place. And if you're really a fan, you will share that link. My heart is purple and gold. I'm a pirate down to my soul. And I don't back down not at all. Find out when the cannons explode. Boom. What kind of pirate are you? I wanna know. I wanna know. I wanna know. What kind of pirate are you? I wanna know. I wanna know. I wanna know. What kind of pirate are you? I wanna know. I wanna know. I wanna know. What kind of pirate are you? I wanna know. I wanna know. I wanna know. I'm the kind of pirate that'll call a pirate out. Would you claim the pirate wolf? Don't ain't gonna shout.